Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Air and Out podcast. I am your host, Ryan the Goose Gosker, here with you as always. If you keep a track at home, this is episode 56. Why is that a special one? That is the uniform number that I wore in college uh, and in high school as well, and a little bit as we were growing up. Uh, it is the Lawrence Taylor episode, and it is the return episode. I'm going to welcome in my co-host, Jolan Bioka. Jolan, welcome back, my man. Number 56. It's a beautiful thing to start on. I'm going to go with Brian Cushing, Bergen Catholic guy, Jersey guy. That's where I'm putting my chips in. Bergen Catholic legend. Legend. Uh, Brian Cushing used to officiate some seven-on-sevens that we used to play at the, at the Chris Olsen uh, football camp, uh, back at the Wayne Hill football camp. Uh, when I was a kid, because my uncle used to coach for Wayne Hills, uh, obviously knew Coach Olson, and uh, L- Little Ryan had nothing really better to do in the summer uh, once the Pompton Lakes rec camp got done with in July. So it was uh, it was a lot of fun, and yeah, Brian Cushing, just an absolute legend. Mr. Matera, if you're listening to this one, that's, uh, that's one of his boys. So uh, Brian Cushing, that's a good one. Jolan, it, it is so good to be back, and i got to tell you, and I hope, you know, we... We get some of the people, because I got a lot of questions over the last eight, nine months. Hey, you still doing that podcast? No. Here's the reason why. I moved up to Connecticut, and uh, unfortunately, uh, or fortunately, I, I landed a job with ESPN and was working with Amazon. But unfortunately, with ESPN, we have sports knowledge and uh, of certain systems and databases that can't get out to the public. Um, so we basically sign a contract that says we're not allowed to do things like this. We are not allowed to do a podcast. We're not allowed to do a radio show. We're not allowed to do X, Y, and Z. So uh, there, there were some good, bad, and ugly uh, while I was up there. I learned a lot of things. And uh, I got a calling, Jolan, towards the end of March. It was time to come home. And, you know, cue up the song, I'm coming home. But it was time. It was time, man. And, and now we're back. And now we're back in front of the mic. And for it to be episode 56, and Jolan, I know there's a little coincidence going on here. There's a little something funny playing on that may be full circle. So yeah, the first episode we did together in total, we did a mock draft. And now, two, three years later, we're doing a mock draft in our return. It couldn't be written any better, man. Dude, you cannot beat it, right? We start. We started this, what, April... We started this in April of 2020, I believe. Well, we had the idea around Christmas or New Year's of that year. And That's, then we yeah. actually started to get it in gear around the springtime, around right draft time. COVID kind of, right when COVID was in the thick of things, because I remember we were starting it. We started doing it from your uh, kitchen. We did, right. a fr- we did an episode from my car. We did an episode from your backyard. And now we're in the studio. <laughs> and now we're in the studio. You cannot beat it, my friend. Well, listen, you guys know we love to talk sports. We love to do anything and everything. And we want to talk about everything. I, I, I was telling Joel on before the show, the Ivy League lacro- men's lacrosse tournament is one like you haven't seen in years, if ever, in the Ivy League. But it, we're going to save that. We're going to save the hot start of the Mets. The Yankees may be starting to find their way into form. Their ace, Nestor Cortez. Their fans throwing garbage. We'll talk about that a different time. we got different guests for that. Okay. And by the way, that's the other thing, too. We're going to have We're going to have guests coming back. Right? We're looking at the likes of Ryan Schaefer, who actually has never been on the podcast yet. 
We're going to get Eric Moltner back in here, who's been on a couple times. Ryan's never been on? Ryan Schaefer has not been on this podcast yet. For as yet. much as we keep him in the loop, that's actually kind of crazy. He was supposed to come on, if you remember, he was supposed to come on right before I left, and then we didn't actually end up recording the episode. Powers that be said no. And uh, But everything comes full circle. He'll be on the podcast. Our good friend Eric Moltner will be here to talk Yanks, Raiders, draft, and hoops, anything and everything. Excellent so. men, excellent coaches. Can't wait to have him on. Absolutely. And again, if you have a suggestion of who you want on, or you want to come on yourself, be our guest. We'll be happy to get you on, and we'll find a way to record it. So yeah, with this draft specifically today, what we were decided to do is alternate picks. Ryan being the first, I'm being the second, and so on and so forth. What we want to do is compete against each other a little bit, almost play off into the move that happens before you. So I have no clue which direction Ryan's going to go. He has no clue which direction I'm going to go. And at the end, hopefully we have a, a finished product that looks pretty solid a pretty solid draft right and jolan's going to be unhappy with picks that i make and i'm going to be unhappy with picks he makes because maybe i think a guy like maybe i think an offense tackle like charles cross should go to a different team or you know i'm just using that as an example that that will happen here that's well, just how you I'm mix of, minds i'm kind of in a catch-22 myself because i am a giants fan you yep. are a giants fan but now with picks four and ten on my plate I'm kind of. I have to side with the Jets here. I got to screw the Giants over. I know you're lucky I didn't throw you out of the studio when we when we decided that. But yes, I will get to make the hometown team pick in the Giants. Uh, you will take the Jets and Jolan. This is really really fascinating. We were looking over this. It, it was. I think we started at five and then we got all the way to almost eight teams with multiple draft picks in the first round. Yeah. So a couple of the teams with multiple draft picks right now are, I believe, the Detroit Lions have picked. 2 and 32. Yep. I know for a fact the Texans have picked 3 and 13. That is correct. The Jets have picks 4 and 10. So that's 3. The Giants have picks 5 and 7. Now we go to the pick 15 and 18 are the Philadelphia Eagles. 5. The Saints have picked 16 and pick 19. 6. The Green Bay Packers have picked 22, pick 28. 7. And the Kansas City Chiefs have picked 29 and 30. That is that is just absurd. That's eight teams. That's what a fourth of the league. That is exactly it's, it's, a fourth. It's of the a league. fourth of the league. That's two full conferences picking twice in the first round. The landscape of the NFL should shift, I imagine, by early July. Well, and you would hope so, right? I mean, these guys, you got you got to land something, right? Like you have to. Well, this is the mantra of what the Rams have established: sell away your picks for players that can win now. I think everybody has followed suit, especially with them winning a title most recently. The teams that are, are cashing in are cashing in big. They don't care about their picks. Well, yeah, but you got to be good to do that, right? you got to be good to follow the well, Rams. Think model. about some of the teams that have done that. The right. Raiders. The Raiders, they could be a wide receiver or two away. They made the playoffs last year in a tough conference. Derek Carr. Right. He, he's proven himself. Maybe that big weapon gets them over the hump. Right, but that's what I'm saying. That's why if you're the, if you're the, the Lions, the Texans, the Jets, the Giants, and I would even probably say the Eagles, you'll hold on to these picks, and the Saints for that matter, because they're in cap hell. Well, another big reason why so many teams opted to have two draft picks in the first round is because this class, widely regarded as a lot of good to great talent, but no perennial superstars in the scouts' eyes. Obviously, there's always a couple superstars in every draft. But for the most part, teams want to have more picks in this draft rather than having picks one through five top-heavy. John, i got to tell you, and I've been talking to a lot of people about this. And by the way, uh, since I've come home, uh, not only have you welcomed me home with open arms, my family has. One of my best friends, bro. My, my friends have. And actually, my new job has, uh, which is a, a board operator, color commentator, sports reporter, 
and radio show host for WTBQ Radio in Warwick, WGHD in Bompton Lakes. Uh, as And I host my own show, Game Time with the Goose. airs every Saturday, 8 to 9 a.m. If you don't have the dials for the radio, you can just go to WTBQ.com, hit that Listen Live button, 8 to 9 a.m. every Saturday. And uh, it, it's it's a blast, Jolan. It's a lot of fun. But I, I've been saying this to a lot of people. And I just think this draft, this is our third official on-air mock draft. Mind you, last year we got a lot correct. I don't know the yeah, exact that, number. I'll bring we, it back next I week. I think we got almost the top eight like perfectly, or that was two years ago. But regardless, I have been. I feel like I've had control over those drafts. Even years prior when people ask me, oh, who's so-and-so going to take? Oh, they're going to take this guy. This is the first draft I've felt in a long time. I don't have a, a bleeping clue where half these teams are going. There's about 15 guys being rumored to be taken to the first six picks. I'm no math major, but I'm pretty sure that's impossible. And, so it's gonna there's going to be a lot of surprises. And with our one um, trade rule, rather, each, it's not going to be totally accurate. I feel a lot of movement in this draft, especially on the top 15 to 20 picks. And those yeah. guys with two picks moving up. Probably forward, so well, it, we could, always, it could go any direction. We always see movement on the back end, too. Teams trying to trade back into the first round. But I think a team like Kansas City, and obviously we'll see, maybe is this where my trade goes? They may be trading up to get a wide receiver to replace Tyreek Hill. Maybe Jamison Williams. I don't know, but we're going to see and find out. Teams using their leverage here uh, and their picks, which are their leverage, to go up and get some of these guys that they feel they, they're high on. Uh, random disclaimer: I'm not trading away Devo Samuel. I just—it's too. It's <laughs> it is too much. It too is volatile, too much. or it, too volatile rather to right. just throw him into a draft. He could be worth five, six picks. We have no clue. By the way, I'll chuck in my opinion on it. I wouldn't trade Devo Samuel if I'm the 49ers. You've got him under control for the next three years if you want him. What if you're the Jets? What if you're? See, this is my thing, right? This is where Jets. Jet fans, and I think you know a guy like Ryan Schaefer and these other guys would agree with me. I've seen some tweets that there's no way in hell I would trade the t- the tenth pick. Here's the thing: you have to take Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Jameson Williams, Drake London, whoever you've got in that top crew, right? You have to put them individually, scout them, and say, do I believe this guy has the potential to be Debo Samuel or better? Do I believe? And then you have to ask the question: Is he going to be Debo Samuel? Or better, if the answer to both of those questions is yes, you don't trade away the tenth pick and you try to deal with the second round picks. If the answer is no, we feel Debo Samuel's head and shoulders above these guys, then you trade that tenth pick and you get the heck out of Dodge. Right? That's that's kind of where I sit with that. Uh, we could talk to Jeff fans more about that. And obviously with Schaefer on, Schaefer may be next week, maybe episode fifty-seven. Who knows? But if he is, obviously we'll get uh, some instant draft reaction. Uh, uh, on that end. So, John, what do you say we uh, we get this thing rolling here? And with the first pick in the twenty two draft, or 2022 rather, draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars need a couple positions of need. The D-line, obviously, their linebackers and their safety core, not the best. So with the first pick in the 2022 NFL draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select... Aiden Hutchinson, defensive lineman, University of Michigan. I think they need another guy to pair with Josh Allen down there and find a way to get after the quarterback. And I just feel like Aiden Hutchinson, again, his numbers may not shine as much as you would love, uh, but I do think when you look at teams and how they doubled either him or David Ajabo, I think they lean towards Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, He can play the run game pretty well, 
And I just think Aiden Hutchinson is a slam dunk pick for Jacksonville. The only reason I'm not going offensive tackle here, Jolan, is because they signed an offensive tackle in the offseason and they franchise tag Cam Robinson, their left tackle. Uh, I just don't see them doing that. It is Trent Balky. Shout out to my cousin Cameron for being a fan of them. I don't know how he does it, but they, I believe Trent Balky goes. Aiden Hutchinson here. I know it's not as consensus maybe as it has been in years past, but I think Aiden Hutchinson, d- despite all the smoke screen, is the first overall pick. So the second pick goes to the Detroit Lions. They have a quarterback need, a linebacker need, and a D-back need. But I think with the second overall pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select... Kayvon Thibodeau out of Oregon, Edge... I know there's questions about his bend, about his lower half not matching the size of his upper half. I don't care about any of that. This is by far the best edge rusher, I believe. Uh, It's what scouts want to pick apart. What does that mean? I don't know. Apparently, he can't bend as well as his upper body throws people around. So, I don't care. Right now, Kayvon Thibodeau is the number two pick. Uh, Early run on edge rushers to start the draft. Aiden Hutchinson, one. Kayvon Thibodeau, two. With the third pick, the Houston Texans need a bunch of things. Literally, via PFF, it says every position. <laughs> so, uh, with the third pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Houston Texans select... Sadly, Trayvon Walker out of Georgia. This guy, and I got to tell you, and I get it, he's a raw talent, and there, there's a lot going on there. By the way... Trayvon Walker would be the most Houston Texans pick that the Houston Texans could make, okay? He is a guy that has flown up draft boards, and I know I sound like Chris Collinsworth saying there's a guy, but he's flown up draft boards. Why? Because he looked really good in tights. Great. If we want models in the NFL, we'll go to GQ and take their models, like okay? like the pro days. Can't stand them for quarterbacks. It doesn't make sense. Stop showing me garbage of guys in shorts. Nobody cares. When was the... Jolan, answer me this question, and, and, and be serious. When was the last NFL game you saw played in shorts and T-shirts? Never. Oh, and uh, when was the last one you saw played without a defense? Pro Bowl. Oh, that's right. When was the last <laughs> time a guy broad jumped in the middle of a game? Never. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. So this is where we're at, guys. Listen, I, Trayvon Walker is a great kid. I, I hope he gets paid. And he's a freak athlete. I'm Don't not, get me wrong. Right, he's a freak athlete. The guy wasn't even talked about in the top 15 pick when every, right before the combine. He goes to the combine, and now all of a sudden he's a top five pick. I don't know. I think this is how the Houston Texans go. This is how they roll. they got a lot of needs, Jolan, and uh, they go Trayvon Walker at three. We move on Out of to Georgia, by the way, won a national title. We move on to the pick number four, the first of four picks in the top ten for the in-town teams of the New York Jets and New York Giants. Woohoo! The New York Jets pick here, they got needs of wide receiver, linebacker, cornerback, they say O-line, but I think their O-line's okay right now. So with the fourth pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the New York Jets select Sauce Gardner, cornerback oh. out of Cincinnati. This is the most polished player in the draft. The Jets have four picks in the top 36, I believe. All these, all of these people need, need to land. They will land and they will start. And I think they start with the most polished player in this draft. 
Sauce Gardner, pick four. I absolutely hate you for taking that pick because I wanted him to get to the Giants like you would not believe. I'm, so, so do I. Personally, so do I. But I, I that is that is tough. Me being unbiased here, the Jets, that's their guy. Yeah, well, all right. Well, I guess we move on to number five, and that's the beauty of this draft, Jolan, is i got to live with some of the stuff you make me do. And uh, the, I'm going with the other hometown team, our favorite team. Uh, that would be the New York football Giants. And uh, Jolan with the fifth overall pick in this draft. I believe the Giants select Evan Neal, offensive tackle, University of Alabama. Roll Tide. Big boy. Listen, Evan Neal, when the season ended, Evan Neal was the first overall pick. Now, obviously, what Jacksonville has done has kind of, you know, obviously thrown a loop into that. Mm-hmm. And, and and do I believe he's a he's a watch for at three with the Houston Texans? Yeah, I would I would look out. He could go there. Um, but in this draft, in my draft, he is going to the New York Giants, and uh, and he should be excited. The Giants should be excited. You've got two SEC tackles now in your in your offensive line room, and Joe, that is what we've talked about for years. And this is this is what I hear: all the Daniel Jones apologists, all the Saquon Barkley apologists. All I hear is. They don't have an offensive line, and they don't. The offensive line has been garbage. But you know what? Take an offensive lineman here, really group together, and find a way to turn the ship around and give them no more excuses because I'm tired of it. Uh, if any Giants fans complain about us going offensive lineman at five, they really have to reevaluate because at some point last season we were calling for Tyler Linderbaum to be a top-five pick. We so were. We were. We were looking at a center, and now we get the best tackle in the draft. Absolutely. I agree. 6'8", 322, I believe. Uh, that's, that's, a, that's a big... He's another freak athlete. Massive man. Unbelievable. Um, so with the sixth pick, you win tackle, obviously, so this will affect the Panthers pick because I was going to go Evan Neal, I think. Ooh. With the sixth pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Carolina Panthers select... Malik Willis. Ooh, Malik Clap it up, clap Willis. it up. Sam Darnold's time is done in Carolina. He showed... He is not a quarterback one. I feel like Carolina is miles away from competing. Malik Willis right now is probably a mile or two from being the guy in Carolina. Give him a year rest maybe, but I think right now Panthers go with the most electric quarterback prospect in Malik Willis. Wow. All right. I mean, I guess I'm going to move. I was going to go Evan Neal. I guess I'm going to move. Yeah, I mean, you got Icky on the board. You got Charles Cross on the board. Uh, Very interesting that you went Malik, uh, Malik Willis there. Uh, obviously, that'll affect the rest of the draft order and stuff like that, and teams moving up, and maybe not now because he's gone. But now we move to pick seven, Jolan. And if you're the Giants, guys, I want you to understand like, we are trying to do this mock draft and how we feel the teams are going to go while also battling like who we want these teams to take. Like, there is, there's a guy here that I want the Giants to take. However, I feel like. Uh, they're going to go in a different direction. So let's get it going, seventh overall pick. With the seventh overall pick, the New York Giants select. Derek Stingley Jr., Boom. cornerback out of LSU. Why, Ryan? Why would you take Stingley that high? It should be Sauce Gardner. We need I an agree, edge. I agree with you. It should be Sauce Gardner. We do need edge players, by the way. Plenty of them. Um, the Giants need a lot of that. But I don't think any of the rest of them are should be at that pick. Maybe Jermaine Johnson is a name from FSU uh, that I've heard maybe climbing up there. Climbing the big board. Um, climbing the big boards. But I'm going Derek Stingley Jr. in Wink Martindale's system. In case you don't know or in case you've never watched a Ravens game in your life, you need aggressive corners that 
can man up. That's why Sauce Gardner is such an amazing pick for the Giants. Obviously, he didn't fall here in this draft. But I'll take the next best corner, and and you got a corner that's going to be physical, that's going to be able to play man-to-man whenever you need to. And, guys, this is the other thing. Playing corner in the NFL is really hard. Okay, so when he gets a few holding calls, PI calls in his first year, don't you know? Don't sit there and say the guy's a bust. I, I know I got to talk myself off the ledge about doing it too, but give me Derek Stingley Jr. and that Giants defense getting better. I'm not gonna lie, Joel. On two names that I would like the Giants to go in that situation would be Kyle Hamilton, the safety out of Notre Dame, best player in the draft, best player potentially best player in the draft, no questions asked. Devin Lloyd, the linebacker from Utah. The Giants have not selected, a, I believe, a linebacker in the first round since Harry Carson back in the 80s, yeah, we're talking which was a long, long time ago. But Devin Lloyd would be an exceptional pick, and Joe Shane should should run if he can get Devin Lloyd. Um, but in this draft, we're going Derek Stingley Jr. Well, Derek Stingley Jr., mind you, a couple months ago even, was regarded as probably the number one player in this draft, or probably two years ago now. Yeah. One COVID season missed, one injury missed. And then all of a sudden, he's slipping to that 7, 8, 9 spot. So it's definitely one of the spots I can see him landing and him being effective almost instantly there. With the eighth pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Atlanta Falcons select. I'm also going to go cornerback here. I think uh, Trent McDuffie is the pick. I believe early run on cornerbacks. Some teams are seeing their guys go. Maybe they want to jump the gun. I think the third cornerback comes off the board early. Now, the Falcons have a whole bunch of needs. They could go quarterback. They could go guard, center, yada, yada. I think right now they get the best player available, which is Trent McDuffie. Wow. That is, that's a good pick. We're going to move to Seattle, who you, didn't, you never thought would get a first-round uh, first pick again after the Jets completely flaced him in the Jamal Adams deal. Then they tried to raid <laughs> Russell Wilson. Um, and uh, let's see, where, where are they going to go? With the 2022 NFL Draft, the Seattle Seahawks select... Iki Ekwanu. Finally. The offensive tackle out of North Carolina State. I thought that's actually where you are going to go at six because you'd be basically right at home there. Yep. Um, is there any secret that that Seattle needs more offensive line help than anybody maybe in the hit? They need it even more than the Giants do. Let's be completely honest. Trade away, uh, you trade away, excuse me, Russell Wilson. Now you got Drew Locke back there. I don't think Drew Locke's really good at all, but you got to protect him. Right? Like, that's that's the thing we always hear about. Well, that's the first excuse everybody goes to. Well, did they have any protection? No. Protect this guy. I think Icky um, is a phenomenal pick and a guy that we've talked about in the top five, Joel. It's been talked about all year. If he slides to nine, I think Seattle sprints up there. Well, that's the beauty of this draft. You have about 20 guys you could put in the top 10. You even said on your show, mathematically, that's not going to be possible. So there, there are going to be guys, some, some guys falling. Just by the chance. Like, all these guys are worth a top 10 pick, I believe. But we'll see where it goes. With the 10th pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the New York Jets select... Uh Uh-oh. Oh, Oh, boy. Let's see. I'm going to go with George Carlaftis. George Carlaftis, edge out of Purdue. I think Jets, they have to go double defense here. People want the wide receiver. Not a lot of teams going wide receiver early in this draft. I think they sit put until mid-30s to get a wide receiver. I think they take the best best edge available still here in George Karlaftis out of Purdue. You really went George Karlaftis with Over. Kyle Hamilton on the board? That's, see, that's, that's the a thing. tough pick that's if you're a thing. Jet fan. They went, they went Ahmad Gardner for 
I don't know. See, I, they need an edge more than they need a safety, I believe. I, Marcus okay. May is not there anymore. Okay, that's fair. But, but edge is, I think, in today's NFL, is one of the second, third most important positions after quarterback and cornerback. So I think they go with one of the most dominant players. But what shies you away from receiver there? So what shies me away from receiver is none of the teams that we have picked so far, or none of the players we have picked so far, rather, are receiver. Leaving a lot left in the pool for them to pick at 33. What, what 38, they I believe. Yeah, 34, 38. 35 and 38. Yeah, so, so I think they go receiver with one or both of those picks, I think. Okay, that's, that's interesting. I'm sure a lot of Jet fans are probably not happy. Uh, with your selection there, pal, but um, let's keep it rolling. It puts us in the catch-22 now because as a Giants fan, you have to pick with the Washington Commanders' best interest at heart. Their pick at number 11, their needs are quarterback, guard, center, linebacker. A couple needs, obviously, except wide receiver. So with the 11th pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Washington Commanders select. This is really hard, but based on their needs, based on their needs, I'm going to go... Oh, I'm going to go, and this would stink, I'm going to go Tyler Linderbaum, the center out of uh, Iowa. I think they need, they lost Brandon Sheriff, who's a guard. Um, I just think they need as much help on that in uh, front line as possible, and we know how big that is with Carson Wentz. Obviously, they're massive addition this offseason. I did think about going wide receiver um, because we don't know what's going to happen with Terry McLaurin. I'm going to assume they're going to pay him, uh, but you never know. And I just, Joe, there's just no guard, in my opinion, that you would take. Now, I did have it between him and Devin Lloyd because they do need linebackers. And, and I just, that that's call that a fan pick on me because I was not putting Devin Lloyd in our division. Well, even though Tyler Lindebaum can easily land up here, a lot of teams need interior linemen. That was actually where I was leaning for Minnesota at 12. Ooh. But let's go right into it with the 20, or was the 12th pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Minnesota Vikings select. Who you got? Oof. Charles Cross. Charles Cross. See, he should have been a top 10 pick, but the way the board's falling right now, he can play some guard. He has worked at right tackle and left tackles. He's a versatile guy on the up front. I think the Vikings gamble here. They go with another first-round lineman this year. Interesting. So that brings us to the 13th pick. And the third team to pick twice here in the Houston Texans. So with the 13th pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Houston Texans select. This is the easiest pick we've had all day. This is Kyle Hamilton. If Kyle Hamilton's sitting there at 13, I think I, I actually do think Houston runs up to the commissioner's table and may announce the pick themselves because we talked about Kyle Hamilton might be the best player in this draft period, regardless of position. And I'm really excited. I know he was hurt last year, um, but I'm not worried about him. I, I think he's going to be fantastic. And that is a slam dunk for the Houston Texans, who go Trayvon Walker at three and Kyle Hamilton on the back end. Joan, you know this as much as I do. You got to build your you got to build your defense. You have to have a respectable defense in order to compete in this league. They're not close to competing, but they're going to start doing that by bringing in a guy and a leader like Kyle Hamilton and a guy who's got some room to grow in Trayvon Walker. Receiver was very very tempting at this position, especially with the guys on the board, but. I think Kyle Hamilton being the best player in the draft, that gave him gave him the edge. I think we're running into the, the dilemma that most GMs might run into where, yeah, they have a receiver ranked this high, but there's so many left. Right. Are you willing to sacrifice a different position that's maybe a little bit thinner? So I don't think so. I think teams are going to go with um, scarcity more than abundance. Okay. So I think that pick right there is really, really solid, actually. 
With the 14th pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Baltimore Ravens select... Now, I, not, I know a lot of mocks don't have this guy ranked this high in the top 15. Uh-oh. But I'm going to go cornerback Andrew Booth Jr. Specifically Ooh. because everything we've done is around defense so far. Guys have taken their guy. Cornerbacks are going early. And Ravens don't have a lot of needs here. I'm seeing linebacker, or I'm seeing D-line. I'm seeing cornerback. I don't think any D-linemen, maybe Jordan Davis might sneak in there. But I'm not seeing anybody that could be more impactful year one right now than Booth. So I'm going to have the Ravens going. Uh, Andrew Booth, cornerback out of Clemson at pick 14. Brings us to our fourth team, I believe, selecting twice. Yeah. Right? Yeah. With I pick 15. Philadelphia Eagles. The Philadelphia Eagles select. The Philadelphia Eagles select, and I honestly, I really hate to say this. I believe it's going to be Devin Lloyd, linebacker, Utah, who was just absolutely, if you didn't turn on the tape or you just think that Utah is filled with only Mormons and that's it, well, damn it, turn on the VCR, crank out a cup of coffee, and start watching some Devin Lloyd tape because you're going to be as impressed as I am with this young man, and you're going to be as sad as I am that he's in your division if you're a giant cowboy or commander fan. The fact that he got down here is just absolutely absurd. I'm tired of picking the NFC East. Tired of giving these teams good players. That's it. Move on. Go to 16 with the New Orleans Saints. You know, ironically, we did this um, to both pick Jets and Giants picks, yeah. and now we alternate teams toward the late half. Great. So with the first of two picks in this, uh, the 16th pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the New Orleans Saints select... It's Garrett Wilson. It's Garrett Wilson out of uh, uh, Ohio State, obviously, at receiver. A lot of receivers you could go here. You, you can go Jamison Williams coming off an ACL tear. I don't think it's the short lock. Drake London, he can win the 50-50 ball, but I think they already have a guy like that in Michael Thomas. I think they go for the all-around guy in uh, Garrett Wilson. Tremendous season last year at Ohio State. Can catch basically anything. I know they have quarterback issues, but they do have two picks in the first round, so stay tuned for that. But, yeah, 16th pick, Garrett Wilson, wide receiver, out of Ohio State, which brings us to pick 17. LIC, baby, the Chargers. Who's getting added to Justin Herbert's team? We're good. And, Joel, and I think, you know, we'll just, you know, uh, we're going to roll through these, 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 uh, the back half of the first round here a little bit quicker. Uh, The Chargers need offensive line help. Bernard, Bernhard Raymond, tackle Central Michigan, I think he's the pick here. I know Trevor Penning's up there. Not a big fan of Trevor Penning. Um, you, you, you watch the tape on him at the Super Bowl. Um, not the Super Bowl, the Senior Bowl. You watch him tossing guys into his quarterback's leg. That's stuff that can't happen. And if I'm the Chargers, I get completely freaked out by this. And Because if he chucks you into Justin Herbert, tears his ACL, that's it. Give me Bernhard Raymond from Central Michigan. There early in the first round, Joel, and that's who I'll give to the Chargers. So now I got the Eagles' second pick, pick yep. 18. You already went with a linebacker, one of their two needs. D backs are second need, so I'm going to go here with uh, Kair Alam, cornerback out of Florida. Again, another cornerback taken in the top 25. There's an early run on them, I believe. A lot of talent, but this top five or six guys, I feel like, can separate and start early. Which brings us into pick nineteen, Goose. Yeah. Insane second pick. Pick nineteen, it's it's it, it's a lot, Jolan. And uh I think I think this is where I'm gonna use my trade. Um I am going to trade I'm going to trade with the New Orleans Saints. I think the Kansas City Chiefs 
move up uh, to, I think they move up all the way up to this position. 13 or 10 spots, rather? Yep. I believe they go to 19. Four? Um, and they select. What, what, what are the Chiefs giving up? The Chiefs, I have given them. Oh, I messed this up. I definitely messed this up in our little thing that we're working on. Um, but, yes, so I'm giving the Kansas City Chiefs 19. The Chiefs are giving up a, a uh, pick 29, pick 30 in this year's draft. Then they're giving away a fourth-round pick next year. Uh, they'll also get a seventh in this year's draft as well from New Orleans. Uh, that's generally how you see these trades play out. And uh, so with the 19th pick uh, in the in the 2022 NFL draft. I have the Kansas City Chiefs taking Jamison Williams. Home run hitter. They're a team. Boom. They're a team that doesn't need him in September. They don't need Jamison Williams in August even during training camp. They don't need him in September. They don't need him in October. They don't need they don't even really need him in November. They need him healthy for December and January, which is Joan, I think exactly where he's going to line up to be healthy is right then and there and perfect timing for Patrick Mahomes and the boys. Pittsburgh, pick 20, Pittsburgh on Pittsburgh. Steelers need a quarterback. Oh. They got a quarterback in college at Pittsburgh U. Kenny Pickett staying home, taking Kenny over the two franchise. Gloves. Taking over the franchise. I know, small hands. I know, might not be the tallest guy. It does not matter. You saw what he could do on a football field. It never matters how, what these guys' measurements are. It's a matter of how they play. I think right now, Mitch Trubisky does start year one. Kenny Pickett's more of a project. But I think within the next two years, maybe even half a season within this year, Kenny Pickett's the guy in Pittsburgh still. Absolutely. We go to pick 21. I think if you're the New England Patriots, you take Drake London out of USC. This guy is an unbelievable talent. I believe he had 1,300 yards last year before he got hurt. Uh, And I still believe he had a game or two to go uh, in the season before he got hurt. So... And he's already back up and running. He's a big physical receiver, Jolon, which means he should be good in that New England offense. They don't create a lot of separation anyway. I'll tell you a sneaky pick for them, though, Jolon. Nicobe Dean, the linebacker yes, from Georgia. Obviously, Dante Hightower, I believe he's either up there in age or he retired. Didn't Better he? pick him soon or the Cowboys got him. You know, Dante Hightower, let's put it this way Dante Hightower is not the Hightower you had when they came back from 28 to 3. I think you're looking for a new guy to run the middle of that defense. N'Kobe Dean could be a sleeper pick for the Patriots, but I'll take Drake London. That gives me pick 22, Green Bay Packers, first of two. Um, it's, it's kind of obvious here, 22. They need a wide receiver, gave away Adams. They go Chris Olave, another Ooh. wide receiver out of Ohio State. Both those guys had big years. Aaron Rodgers gets another number one weapon. I think this is a no-brainer. Chris Olave, Green Bay, match made in heaven. Brings us to pick 23. Arizona. Well, and this pick got made because of a move they made earlier in the offseason. They signed Will Hernandez. Last time I checked, teams that signed Will Hernandez, not very good. Okay, or are we not good? As uh, an no, they're both not very good. <laughs> considering we just traded each other, um, we traded. They, we got an offensive lineman from them, and they had a worse offensive line than we did. How does that work? All right, so I think you know Arizona needs offensive lineman. They got to protect Kyler Murray. I know they've got. Su- they need some help. On the defensive interior line, this could be a Jordan Davis spot um, in some people's mocks. But uh, I'm going to go with a guy from Boston College. 
that's going to jump off the board, and that's Zion Johnson, yeah. who I think can play center. He can play guard. Um, I don't think too, you'll see him too much at tackle, but he's the versatility I think they need up front and uh, and the help they need up front as well. Yeah, all Boston College guys, super physical. Absolutely. Know, know how to get after it. So And you know how to deal with the cold. I, I mean, you're going to go to the toaster, but you know how to deal with the cold too. And don't forget, this guy can move a little bit. So with Kyler Murray back there, if he is back there, I know he wants to hold out or whatever he's doing. Yeah. It's going to be important, obviously. That gives me the pick 24. The Dallas Cowboys are on the clock. They have a couple needs. They could go wide receiver, only having CD. They could go... O line, D line, but I think right here it's it's so sad to say. Nakeeb Dean falls to Dallas. Nakeeb Dean and Nakobe Dean. Yeah, Nakobe yeah. Dean. I'm sorry, and Micah Parsons wreak havoc on the Giants, on the Eagles, on the Commanders. They really solidify their defense in the middle with this pick. It's Dean, linebacker out of Georgia, to the Dallas Cowboys. Match made in heaven again. You know it hurts me, and people are gonna say you got to get over it. We didn't draft Micah Parsons, or we wouldn't have taken Micah Parsons anyway because he, you know, hazed the kid once in college. Like I'm sorry, like this is, this is ridiculous. Moving on to Buffalo. Now in Buffalo, Jolan, you need, you gotta have some special ingredients, right? Like you gotta be made of the right stuff. Right, so what what I've heard about Buffalo, and you can go uh, check out CBS Sports' Zach Gelb, uh, who has been on this podcast before. Uh, he raves about the wings up there, and you got to be able to deal with the cold, right? It, it is cold in Buffalo. I'm going to go with a guy, and it's splitting between two hairs in my opinion. I'm going with Jordan Davis, the Oof. interior defensive lineman. They're going to just looks like, when you look at him, he's just built for Buffalo. Physical freak. He is a physical freak. He... I think Jolan going into last year, he was a two-down player. I think he is much more closer to being a three-down interior defensive lineman. I think you can line him up at the nose in a 3-4. I, I th- there's a lot you can do with Jordan Davis, and I think he brings out the toughness in Buffalo, which you're always looking for. And the fans, they obviously take to that so well. They support Oh, they guys. love it. Yeah. They eat it up. That's why Josh Allen's the superstar he is. That gives me pick 26. Tennessee Titans' first pick, obviously, big year last year. Number one seed in the AFC fell short. But I think this year they centralized on defense, and I'm surprised this guy's fell this far. Going Jermaine Johnson, edge of the Florida State. I feel like they need an edge. They also kind of need receivers. But I think this is a defensive pick right here. Jermaine Johnson has fallen too far for me not to take him. Jermaine Johnson, Tennessee, edge out of Florida State. Absolutely. That's that's a that's a fantastic pick, Joe, and, and, and I can't fault you either which way going there. Uh, now we go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I see they're you know they it says they need a guard, a center. Obviously, they lost um, they lost both of their guards, uh, so that's going to be interesting. If if I'm them, I go Tyler Smith, the offensive tackle out of Tulsa, and I think when you guys, this is the thing when you go to smaller schools, in my opinion, you are more versatile. Not and again like that, obviously. I don't have a science or a correlation behind that. But I would imagine that Tyler Smith is a guy who can flex in and out. Um, He's not the biggest prospect, not somebody we've heard a ton about. I would move him inside to guard uh, and pair him with Jensen and Wirfs and Donovan Smith, right? Because that's where you're basically going to be placed, right? If you go to the left side, Donovan Donovan Smith is on your left and Jensen's on your right. Or if you're on the right side, Jensen's on your left and Tristan Wirfs who's arguably the best right tackle in football, is on your right. So take Tyler Smith, bring him in, move him inside to guard, and find a way. I think this team uh, definitely just goes with some O-line help. I was leaning Tyler Smith for this next pick. 28 goes to Green Bay. They, they do need O-line help right now. I was thinking more Tyler Smith on the backside of Bakhtiari or something like that. But since you picked him right here, I'm going to go Trevor Penning, another tackle back-to-back here. He's out of uh, UNI. 
Obviously, he's going to play on the back side of uh, or on the front side of Rodgers. Not that big of a role. Psych. It's going to be a big <laughs> role. He's going to fill it in. And I think uh, right now, Green Bay resets their offense with two picks uh, in the first round. Side into that ball. Absolutely. So now we move on to the New Orleans Saints, who, if you remember correctly, I have. They traded out of 19. They, they now have moved back to 29 and 30. So they, they are back-to-back pick back at picks. 16. Garrett Wilson. They made the pick of Garrett Wilson at 16. Is quarterback? I mean, what? Is this quarterback? You think they roll with Jameis? This, I, you know, Jolon, I was thinking about pulling the trigger, and you walked me right into it. I'm going to have them take Desmond Ritter. About to say. Cincinnati quarterback who just every time you turn around, the dude wins. Dude finds ways to win, and uh, he is a phenomenal, phenomenal talent. And uh, I just, I hope all the best for him. And I think it's a system he can go into and really succeed. Now, Joel, I will. I, I'll let you in on a little secret. How, you, how, how about that? Well, if like uh, if Sean Payton was there, this uh, this pick would be Matt Corral, because Matt Corral can play the RPO game and the spread game very, very well. If Sean tired. Payton was still the coach there, I'd probably go Matt Corral with the pick. But I'll go safe and I'll go Desmond Ritter. Um, so I have the Saints' third pick in the first round via trade from the Chiefs. So right here, they went uh, two offense, quarterback, wide receiver. I think they focus on the defensive side of the ball. This guy's fallen pretty far. I don't think he'd get past them. Devontae Wyatt, uh, defensive interior out of Georgia. Uh, he's ranked top 20 on all the big boards. Just by chance, he fell this far, I think, with three picks in the first round. The Saints can't say no. Yeah, absolutely. And I and I hate that you get the even pick here because I already know a guy that I would t- – and I'll let you know after your pick at 32 – exactly who I would take at 32. But at 31 with Cincinnati Bengals, I can't take this guy because he's a wide receiver. Um, and they already have, you know, about 100 good ones. Uh, I'm going to take Kenyon Green, the guard out of Texas A&M. They need I know they already revamped most of their most of their offensive line, but it never hurts to have more guys in there than five. And I, if I'm them, I continuously continue to build and find young offensive linemen to build upon as their careers go on. Kenyon Green, Texas A&M, with pick 31, my good man. Pick 32 is interesting. I got a couple of guys here who should be first-rounders still. You got Arnold Ebiketti at the end, but they went the end earlier. Got Jalen Peachtree at cornerback. I think they go offense here. I think they get a, a who I think could be the best player in this draft receiver-wise. Thinks George Pickens out of Georgia, sneaks his way my in the guy. first round. I don't know. Injury history last year didn't give me a full sample size. When he played, he's extremely good on the best of one of the best teams in the nation. I just think right now the Detroit Lions can't pass up on a talent like him. And uh, yeah, Pickens goes to Detroit. My guy, that's, that's exactly who I was thinking. I think a lot of people have been sleeping on George Pickens. I I think he is the guy. I think he's a big, big, big receiver. Joel, and I would not be surprised if you see a team like the Baltimore Ravens maybe try to trade back into the first round for a guy like George Pickens. Maybe the Jets look to use their 35 and 38 picks to get back into the first round for a guy like Pickens because I, I, I really do believe he can be special. And I think you saw it a little bit in the national title game. Jolan, i got to tell you, that was an absolute blast, my friend. That was that was, that was a lot that of was fun. That was a little bit harder than I thought it would be. It was harder, right? Because, again, like you took you took Ahmad Gardner off on my radio show yesterday. I predicted Ahmad Gardner to the Giants at 7. He killed me here, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you got to learn to adapt, and especially as you get later in the first round. Now, guys, are we going to go 32 for 32? 
No. We might go 0 for 32 this we year. We might go I'm 0 for 32. Honest. Who knows? Yeah, I'm being totally Who knows? Lord, you know, one. nobody knows, and uh, we're going to play it out. But, Jolan, we're going to be back next week. We're going to be in the booth, hopefully, with Ryan Schaefer. We're going to have full draft recap. We're going to have full reaction to Major League Baseball. We're going to talk a little Ivy League lacrosse. We're going to talk everything. Heck, we may even talk cricket by next Sunday. Who knows, Jolan? I, I am so excited. I thank you all for listening. Um, Jolan, this is episode 56. How can the followers list, uh, get to you? How can they get to me? They can follow me on Twitter or on Instagram, at Goose on the Mic, same handle, uh, both both groups. Guys, again, not only is it a welcome back to us, it's a welcome back to you. Because I got a lot of questions while I was gone. Hey, are you still doing that podcast? Hey, you know, we like listening to that podcast. It's a lot of fun. I hope we bring back fun. Jolan, that's the number one thing I said on my radio show on the first show, I want it to be known as fun. I had a blast today, brother. How can they? How can the people find you and or the podcast? They can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at good old Joel's. Ol is O L E. Or you can follow us on Twitter at podcast air it out or Instagram at air it out podcast. Any questions, comments, concerns, compliments, or if you want to be a guest on the show, please feel free to reach out to us. Please reach out if you got opinions. You think they're better than ours? You can be my guest. You can come find us. You come talk to us, and we would love to have you in the studio we really would jolan that is episode 56 until next week until the end of the draft and until episode 57 put in the books